yet we begin again. <laughs> At the behest of you, our listener. Are you just workshopping? Like a... Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another Game Club episode. It's Club Flashpoint, the monthly, where we play one video game and one other video game. Probably a few more, but we only talk about the two. We only talk about the two times two, which is four. Four games. Wait, no. One collectively and one amongst ourselves. There are oh, two true. of us. So You're right. Uh... Net total three. <laughs> it's some sort of... We al- don't do math around here. It's Yeah, no, I don't. No, no, no. Uh, I'm Fading Cross. Hello. I'm Dale Flashpoint. What's up? <laughs> what's up? Yep. Oh, you're asking me. Yeah, what's up? I mean, I just woke up pretty much. We we, we both did. <laughs> this is a rise and grind kind of day. It's... Right, mindset, grind set, sort of podcast energy we're oh, bringing yeah. this morning. Oh, I don't know why though, because we played a dire game this month. Nothing, nothing rise and grind about Soma. I mean, a little rise and grind, right? Got to get that head uh, uh, into the arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grind set for the simulation set. Some something <laughs> like that. <clears throat> but it's one of my favorite games, my pick for this year of Touchstones. And um, beyond that, we also played some games while we play games. Because there's too many games and we just love games. Faden, what did you play outside of Soma this month? Uh, I have been going back to the old me. Back in my bullshit. I am playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, the yeah. new Assassin's Creed game that's out. The biggest controversy is that it's like only 12 or 14 hours. Is that uh, is that bumming you out at all? No. Why the fuck would I be sad that the game's not 80 hours long? Yes. People yes. are stupid. People I hate this. People are stupid. It's, <laughs> it's short just and well-crafted games are great. So is it well-crafted? It seems like this game was originally intended to be a remake of Assassin's Creed 1. It has a lot of the same elements, but they just do a different character in kind of a different setting, and they keep it all in one city, in the city of Baghdad. And uh, you play as Bossom, and you just go through the classic, hey, Bossom is this, like, kind of extraordinary normal guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he eventually falls into the Assassins. This is, uh... The, the, the Masons, or the, what, the National Lampoons get him. <laughs> the Freemasons? The Freemasons! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, like, specifically the hidden ones right now. They're not called the Assassins, either. Okay, okay. Uh, it's... So the thing I like about Assassin's Creed, which this is gonna, this is the opposite of a lot of people. Hey, this is your opinion, not theirs. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, <laughs> I love 
the conspiracy theory modern stuff like the like <laughs> progenitor race like yeah well no like the isu like all the like templar you know antonin scalia being a templar agent and george w bush being a templar agent and like al gore being an assassin agent i love all this like stupid like paradoxical history stuff I know nothing <laughs> about Assassin's Creed, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of Assassin's Creed takes place in the backdrop of there is this ancient race called the Isu. Okay. Who created humans to be slaves. Nice. Some The first assassins, basically, the people who chose uh, freedom instead of order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam and Eve. They were the first assassins? Basically, That's yeah, sick. that is they, they so steal good. a uh, steal a piece of Eden like a magical apple that controls yeah, people's yeah. minds. Yeah, and you know, start a slave rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> I should play these games, maybe. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like this stuff's usually all in the background. Sometimes it's pretty important, like in Assassin's Creed Four, where you're walking around, uh, basically fake Ubisoft because uh, fake Ubisoft has partnered with the Templars of the modern time to create like Assassin's Creed games. So I played Assassin's Creed Four. That's a good one. And I got to the first part in the Animus, and I was like, "Well, this sucks." And then the next time I got back into the "You're a Pirate" Ken Kenway, yeah. uh, I just was like, "Pirate shit till I die," and did not progress the story. <laughs> Damn shame. Damn shame. That one's all about, like, uh, finding the resurrected boyfriend of the uh, Isu god Juno. Wow! <laughs> Pirate shit till I die. Pirate shit till I die. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mirage is really going back to the roots. Uh, we had, like, a few... The last three games were very RPG, like, skill level, gear level based. Yeah, I remember Constantly, numbers go up. Numbers go up. Assassinations would never just kill people. Oh, it would really? just only do, like... You chunk their health. health. Yeah, you chunk their health. And now combat time. And so back to assassinations, killing people. Back to, like, throwing knives, smoke bombs. Really just back to basics. It's like Assassin's Creed 2 with an Assassin's Creed 1 sort of uh, feel. Yeah, yeah. No Da Vinci stuff. <laughs> Was that Assassin's Creed 2? That was Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, man. I love the scene where Ezio learns that Da Vinci is gay. <laughs> and it has, like, a startled reaction. <gasps> just like, What? <laughs> And I also love thinking about uh, Da Vinci's assistant, uh, Twink boyfriend, constantly spending so much money, and they would have yelling matches in the street over how much money he spent. <laughs> I remember watching some friends play and seeing those bits. Yeah, I, I, I like it when you have a cue. You don't really have a cue. Well, you have this one guy. Uh, can't remember his name right now because I've only, like, like, the thing is there's not really too much story. It's like kind of running around doing assassination contracts, like... Like, um, Sora Nadeshlu is, uh, plays your, like, ma master mentor. She's, like, in the Expanse and stuff. She has a mm -hmm. wonderful voice. And so that's a good appeal to this game is, like, oh, cool. I get to hear a great actor yeah. talk and sound amazing. I love that. My knees just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> the knees just bursted. <laughs> and... Yeah, I just like going around planning assassinations. Uh, they they made some level like designs that are pretty interesting. Like I had to enter this gate prison, mm -hmm. and you have many different options. Classic quote unquote many different options. I could like start a fight and like sneak around, mm -hmm. find like an underground entrance, or what I chose is uh pay a merchant to let me be their like crate carrying boy. 
So I was just carrying crates into the prison for them. Nice. As they were just like, you know, let's go through the guards and stuff. And Remember so 47, just don't get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Is it as good as those games? As Hitman? As, as, as fun for you uh, of a stealth experience? Or is it a little more arcadey? So my style is... <laughs> I should explain how I do assassinations. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, a stealth game freak. Yeah, I love stealth games. So what I do is I don on the armor... That lets me get less criminal penalty. So when I kill people in public, I only get like 40% less notoriety. <laughs> okay. And so I usually run in. Uh, there's like this like move you can do where you pause time and you can like mark enemies and then press X. And then you just like launch into a chain kill. Vats. Of assassination. Yeah, it's like assassination vats. So I do that and then I just start going on a murder rampage in the street. Okay. You know. Yeah. So mix of both. These games. Yeah. Their stealth do... mechanics aren't that deep. Okay. Which... It's the arcade side of stuff. It's the arcade side of stuff. It's just very... It's really, like, yeah, there's sight lines, but it's really not about sight lines. And, like, you have some missions that, like, hey, say, hey, you get a bonus to this contract if you don't get seen. And I like trying to do those, but for the most part, I'm like, eh, I just want to complete it. Mm-hmm. Get to the uh, freaky... Get back uh, to the animus. Alien stuff, which have not popped up once. Really? Yes. Which interesting is very glaring for a game, especially like spoilers for the last one, and I guess spoilers for this one because they haven't mentioned it. You play as like skip thirty seconds ahead if you don't want to hear this. You play as the resurrected form of Loki, mm. an ancient Isu god. Yeah. And so yeah. that never popped up, and I'm just waiting. There's got to be a drop somewhere, right? Got to be a drop. But yeah, that's my Assassin's Creed experience. Just nice. just waiting for the drop. That's maybe not coming. Oh, getting ready for Assassin's Creed Infinite. Woo! Which is a Loki to... will reappear in Assassin's Creed Infinite. It's not even that. So Assassin's Creed Infinite is going to be like kind of like Destiny, where it's just like a hub of like content now, and they're just gonna like keep shoving out like periodic Assassin's Creed small bit content. Is that why Ubisoft fired like sixty people? <sighs> no. 60% of people? Uh, I can't remember. It, was it wasn't really that much, big. but it was really big because they're a big company. They, like, like let 200 people go. Yeah. Because fucking evil corporations <laughs> are like, well, our money's not going up as much as we want. It's going up. Yeah. It's not going up as much as we want. It's not exponential growth, which yeah. is obviously sustainable. Obviously. So let's fire people. They'll, they'll bump those numbers up. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, can't wait for... Assassin's Creed Hub, woo. That sounds different, or the same. We're going to see how it is. Yeah. What about you, Dale? What have you been playing this month? I played my favorite trial and frustration and logistics hell that every now and then I come back to and dump in about 10 to 20 hours. City Skylines.
I love to just stare at this game and uh, and really puzzle over it. Um, so City Skylines, for those unfamiliar, is a game that came out in 2013, 2012, I think. 2015. 2015. Okay. City Skylines is a paradox game that came out in the year 2015. Uh, it's very akin to SimCity. You've got a tract of land and a bunch of tools at your disposal to build a city, uh, district the city, plan all the traffic, draw out all the roads. Um, so Urban Planner. It's Urban bro. Planner's bro video game lifestyle, 100%. I, I, why, why do I like this game? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. Why it's, do you like this why game? Why do I like this game? Because it sounds like you're just like uh, in this like weird, like it's a thing... To burn through time, almost. Yes. I used City Skylines to burn through time. Uh, then I turned... No, no. City Skylines. I was going to bring up Loop Hero, but... <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk about City Skylines. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do I do use it to burn through time. I'll put on like a TV that I want to watch more than not pay attention to, and set up some stuff in City Skylines, let time run, and go watch the TV for 5-10 minutes. Check back in on the city, see how it's going. What's, what's the objective for this? Is it just a... Do you have scenarios that you play, or do you just do a free mode? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of play styles with City Skylines. I usually just load in a map and start from nothing and try and play the basic rules, which you start out with $70,000 and not everything unlocked. You start out with just a few pieces for your city. You want to grow your population to the first landmark, which I think is like a thousand people. Get a thousand people in your city, and then boom, you level up to the next tier. Here's some more resources. Here's some more things your citizens now want. And you do that like five times till you get everything unlocked and have all of the resources. And it's it's a very interesting game sandbox. That's really that's really what I view it as, and really what draws me to it because. You can just create your little city based on what is in your imagination. So does the game like kind of push you, incentivize you towards making bigger, more expansive cities? I or guess do I don't you get know. a rewarding play style if you try to do like, oh, what if I just want to have a small, sustainable village? So I really suck at this game, <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing playing the base rules of like, here's $70,000, you're going to incur debt. Yeah. I like go into debt at after level two and I'm like, fuck, what, what do I do here? No one's, no one's moving into my city. I'm like minus $500 a day. Uh-huh. I, I can't fix this. So you're really encouraged to go slowly. Pay attention to your citizens. Go a little at a time. Grow okay. the city more organically than than quickly and end it rapidly. Okay, but but it is ultimately like the goal is expansion. Build, build always. Dubai. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I just kind of wonder because you know city builders are interesting in the sense that they have a specific vision on what a city is, oh, and absolutely. it's like this ideal absolutely. metropolis, like capitalized sort of like method of exchange. Yep. Yep. And so it's it's always always going for that. That's kind of like the end result of every city skyline sort of game. You I think? think? So. I yeah. think so. I do know that there's like forty different DLC packs for City Skyline. The first one, uh-huh. the second game comes out. I think next, next week. week. Yeah. Um, I'm not really interested in the second one because I only kind of like the first one. <laughs> it's a good time sink, um, and it's got some really good like turn your brain off music. Mm-hmm. That kind of like. So it just lures you into a trance. It lures you into trance. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, can I just quickly shout out a different city builder game, SimCity 4, which has the most outrageously good soundtrack of all time for a city builder Isn't game? Isn't that the bad one, though? Oh, the game sucks. Oh, yeah. Okay. It the soundtrack good. is so good. It's just unreasonably <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jerry Wright, I think, is the songwriter for SimCity 4. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. Really. Jerry Martin. Jerry Martin. Okay. Wicked saxophone player. <laughs> uh, but back to City Skylines, I really get satisfaction in when I do an okay job and mm. like, oh, I've got a little bit of a city going here. What's uh, what's this person up to? And you can click on an NPC and the camera will just follow them through their day. Yeah. And it's kind of like... God mode voyeurism. There's some satisfaction in that. It's very like roller coaster tycoon. Exactly. I love those games. It's a really good game for me because it feels like a digital simulacrum of a Lego chest, a Lego toy. <laughs> yeah, with but like a lot more rules. But like strict. the boring Lego toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the first set without any of the cool window parts. Right. Or or like uh like all the building Lego buildings instead of like I don't know. For me, the Lego Star Wars shit. Oh, you know, I was just a Lego freak as a kid. So yeah. Lego building, Lego Star Wars, Lego... It didn't matter. Didn't matter. Didn't just matter. as long as it was Lego? Yeah. Did you ever get Mega Bloks? The race cars. I got the Mega Bloks because the Mega Bloks did this really freaking cool counter to Bionicle when Bionicle came out. Mega Bloks was like, you know, it's also awesome. Max that transform <laughs> and have little pilots in them. I don't remember what the name of the line was, but they were like... It was the Bionicle counterpart from okay. Megabots. And they were way cooler because it was like it was like Gundams that transformed. Yeah. You know, pre-Gunplas for American audiences. Well, Gunpla was out, but not Americanized. But, but yeah. yeah, it was harder to get like toys imported during that era of our lives. De- definitely. You could do it. It was just really expensive. Oh, man. I remember when the Gundam, to- uh, the Gundam Wing toys came to Walmart for the first time in my childhood. Oh. What a day that was. (laughs) Known Gundam wing lover, you. I mean, it does have some really good suits. The show kind of sucks, but the suits are so good in Gundam wing. (laughs) No good suits in City Skylines, though, right? (laughs) No, no. Just bad. Just very, very corporate gothic. uh, American brutalist. (laughs) What if if you could make a mech building station? See, I need more like fantastical city builders. What if it was like a mech world city builder? Wow. Yeah, give us that. Game devs, you know what to do. You know what to do. You heard, you heard the call? Get to get to making <laughs> this easy game. Just City easy builders, money. but yeah. in a mech world. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you got to build up your defenses. We'll build some laser tower turrets. I like how it automatically senses a mech world there's a war. Well, yeah. I mean, why, what else would facilitate the construction of giant weapon platforms? Isn't that what mechs are? I guess. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a police state. A police state would also do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people versus the police in mechs. In mechs, but a city builder. Yeah, but a city builder. Right. Okay. Easy to do. I bet you can make a mod easily in city skylines. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you just send a mech wave out. Now, is this an RTS? We're into RTS territory. Can Real- I pause? Yes. Good. Okay. That's all that matters. If it's an RTS, I can pause. I'm happy. Real time possible. Real time possible. Hell yeah. You know what's real time possible? Soma. Soma. Because you can hit escape and it pauses the game. Yeah. yeah.
Loba, the October Game Club for this year, our Touchstone Games, and I, Dale Flashpoint, chose Soma because it is a game that I played actually within the last five years for the first time, but it shattered my worldview. <laughs> and Faden had to bring me out of a, a kind of fantastical worldview <laughs> hole there for a second. <laughs> it's so funny that this gave you the I want to be a mind hurling through space. I mean, yeah. Okay, Ray Kurzweil did that in his freaking fantastic singularity theory, which... Of course. May or may not. He's really confident in it, and he sold me on it back in 20, 2015. <laughs> Should we do the elevator pitch? You got to. We got to. A little 30-second uh, trial in can fade and sell this game to someone between floors on an elevator. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm sure I can do it. That's what we go for. I'm ready. I'm ready in the sense that uh, I haven't prepared. On your mark, get set, go. So there are a few things in this world that are truly terrifying. And one of the most terrifying experiences you can have is to be a white Canadian man in the year 2014, 15, whatever. And we have to experience that terror of being a Canadian man as we go through an underwater, non-Canadian research base. The worst place for a Canadian man to be in a non-Canadian research base. You ha Wouldn't you know that? All along the way, Canadian man meets many friends. Stop. <laughs> you must stop. <laughs> I, oh my God, I gotta leave. <laughs> yeah. That's Soma. Yeah. <laughs> you play as a Canadian dude. <laughs> Named Simon. And you know what Simon uh -huh. doesn't do? He doesn't get it. He doesn't listen. He doesn't get it. The theme of Soma, just to get it out of the way, is men don't listen. <laughs> men just don't listen. They don't. That was They sick. get infected by AI, they don't listen. They become robots who get copied and they don't listen. They just don't listen. You're not supposed to drink the structure gel acres. <laughs> uh, uh, that theme is really strong in this game. I cannot deny Faded <laughs> Faded's little tirade there. <laughs> Soma is a video game from one of my favorite d d d production companies, development companies, Frictional Games. This one came out in the year 2015, and it was a follow-up to their uh, Amnesia Machine for Pigs, which had come out the year just before that. Is that and why there's a pig robot? There's not a pig robot. What there's, you, a pig, what? Uh, there's an underwater pig robot. It has, like, pig nostrils. Those are eyes. <laughs> no, they're not. It's very pig-like. It has, like, a pig snout. You know what I'm talking about? It's before, uh... Yeah, the little, like, rectangular It's before one. Omnicron, yeah. Yeah. It's a pig guy. Okay. <laughs> that guy's a pig guy. Yeah, that's why there's a pig guy. Yeah. Uh, Frictional Games, prior to releasing Soma, had struck it out of the park in the indie horror game series with Amnesia The Dark Descent. And prior to that... Game that absolutely scared me. I played 20, 30 seconds of it. It's like, oh no, this is too dark. I'm done. Dark Descent is a creepy time. <laughs> <laughs> I was instantly, no. <laughs> and they also did a game series that I really love called Penumbra, which is uh, a very similar conceptual game about dealing with memory and uh, dealing with identity. Amnesia covers that as well. And Wait, Amnesia covers identity and memory? Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't that weird? 
<laughs> Amnesia, the game covers memory. Quick, quick, <laughs> quick diversion here about a Dale Cross experience. A D- Dale. <laughs> Dale Cross, Dale here Cross. we go. <laughs> quick, quick anecdote about a Dale Flashpoint experience here. So I love and played Amnesia Dark Descent and then loved and played Amnesia A Machine for Pigs. Ready? Right. They have the same plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I forgot ha- that I was playing a game called Amnesia. <laughs> the plot twist got me both times. <laughs> Wait, you mean... I'm the one who's been doing these unspeakable deeds. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so funny because, like, the th- 30 seconds I played Amnesia, I was like, oh, okay, so this is all my fault. It's all my fault. Yeah, okay, yeah. Literally, that was the, my first thought. Okay, so this is my fault. I'm, it's spooky, though. <laughs> Scary, bad, bad, bad vibes. Yeah. Monsters are terrifying in Amnesia and Penumbra. Um, We should say this, too. I'm a baby when it comes to horror games. Yes. <laughs> Faden is a total baby, and so I did a very evil thing and made them play a uh, a scary game this month. Played it in safe mode, baby. If this didn't have a safe mode, I wouldn't have played the game. And the other safe mode about every single frictional game, ladies and gentlemen, if you are any interested at all in trying them out, even in not safe mode, you can outrun the monster. Nope. You just gotta. You just gotta outrun it. You gotta know the map too. That's that's another key. That's thing. the actual key thing. So Soma. Let's get back to Soma. Yeah, first person horror game. First person survival horror game. It's. I don't think it's. Well, is it? I feel like survival horror games. You get guns. You just played too much Resident Evil. <laughs> See, this, I want guns. Okay, like <laughs> this is an authentic survival horror game. Oh. You are trying to survive in the face of horror with nothing. <laughs> That's where the genre started. And then Kiji Inafune was like, what if we gave guns? He's right. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's the Mega Man guy. I don't know. The director of Resident Evil was like, we need guns. It's not Kiji Inafune. That's the Mega Man guy. (laughs) I want a Mega Man horror game now. (laughs) I mean, Battle Network 4 is kind of a horror game. In the sense that children get kidnapped all the time by adults. All the time for some by adults reason. for some reason, and it's accepted globally. Accepted globally. Yeah. Your parents signed a waiver. <laughs> they did. For me to punch you in no, the face. No, they didn't even. They were like, yeah, please. That'll help fix them up. <laughs> no, that'll fucking teach them a lesson. <laughs> fucking in, LAN. In Soma. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Soma. <laughs> the game we played this month. Shit. What if every single one of those Soma people were pets? <laughs> Personal terminals? Yeah. <laughs> kind of fits. Kind of fits with the theme. Yeah. The theme of Soma, which God. is the game we played this month. If the end of Soma was Simon going, oh, finally, I'm glad you're here, Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Mega Man, jack into the arc. <laughs> jack into the arc, Mega Man. <laughs> Soma. There's rails here somewhere. We're going to find them. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately clinging onto the track. <laughs> Soma is a game about identity and memory? humanity. Uh-huh. They dropped the memory this time. Yeah, consciousness, identity, humanity. What does it all mean? What is life? What? Who are we? What? What could it? What could it be for? Do copies what? deserve uh, sentience and agency? Are they sentient? What? I mean, the game demonstrates that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah, I, I I really like this game, and it's like themes and stuff. They're fine. It's very much you just like... You didn't like the narrative. No, no. I like the narrative. It's just like, 
it does a better Bioshock for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Bioshock is like, here's your first philosophical moral question of what does it mean to play a game? And because, you know... I hate it when a game makes me do something. I, I hate it when a game makes me do something. <laughs> I, I hate when a video game makes me make a choice. <laughs> a choice that I wasn't going to choose. <laughs> and, and so much, like... It has some choice in the story and how you can do a few. There's a few like sections where it's like, I have to make a choice narratively. What am I doing? And all these choices, they are very much like, hey, we're in a philosophy 101 course. Wouldn't it be fucked up if X and Y happened? And it's like, if you make a copy of yourself, is it real? Is it you? I don't know. <laughs> and the game like, or... Do you have the right to kill something? Or should you let it live and suffer? <laughs> it's basically the question. This is the thing that I have a hard time with. All of it is, every single situation in Soma is, do you do this fucked up bad thing and kill something in order to survive? It's softcore trolley problem. It's softcore trolley problem. <laughs> and every time I'm like, I don't feel bad doing this because their I'm lives are miserable. Game. There's like this one woman... Like, on life support from the weird, like, AI, like, fungus thing. And apparently I learned you didn't have to kill her. Nope. But what kind of living is that? She sounded like she was in pain. <laughs> so I killed her. And I, felt, I didn't feel bad about it. Yeah. Because yeah. why would I? <laughs> you killed whatever was left of her. Yeah. She's just laying there, getting, like, having a weird face sucker going, like, being a breathing apparatus. Y yep. That's not life. <laughs> no. If no. it were me, kill me, please. You do not leave me, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the plot of Soma. Yes. <laughs> we start out in the year 2015 as the person Simon Jarrett. Yep. Simon Jarrett just got his shit wrecked in a car accident. Holy fuck, his brain's still bleeding. Like, this is CTE case extraordinaire simon can't remember shit because his brain's bleeding yeah 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 i want to want brain damage i want to go back to the whole men don't <laughs> listen simon doesn't listen because he's got a fucking resounding cte but there are other very good and powerful examples of <laughs> men don't listen but i'm just gonna go to simon's defense dude's got a brain that can't stop bleeding i don't think you can defend simon after the end of the game <laughs> His short-term memory is severely affected. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Simon goes in to visit Dr. Munchie, who is going to perform an experimental brain scan. In, like, the most <laughs> dilapidated and unsanitary. It's definitely <laughs> an office space that they just rented yesterday. Yeah. And the last renters were, like, a sledgehammer crew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not totally complete. The drywall is, like, missing in some spots. It's creepy. The lights are all off when you get there. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, anyway, so David Munchie is going to perform his experimental brain scan to perfectly digitize Simon's neural pathways and create a perfect one-to-one -one replication of his brain within a computer so that they can simulate some treatments and hopefully stop Simon's voracious brain bleeding. Yep. It doesn't and, work. Hey... <laughs> It doesn't work. What? I'm doing that. I'm spinning a yarn here. Our <laughs> listeners doing an immersion. Oh, I see. Just 
take them right out of it, why don't you? <laughs> it doesn't matter. So you, you you sit in this really cool like Star Trek chair, and the, the little visor goes down over your face, and then turns on, and everything looks kind of weird and digital. And then Dr. Munchie's like, okay, here we go. And he flips the lever, and then just bazap, and everything turns to black. And Simon's like, <laughs> Dr. Uh, David, hello? Are you there? Hello? 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 And then he lifts up the thing, and it's like, not the office anymore. What's going on? We're in this, like, weird facility. There's bars and broken glass and diving suits, and I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah, and noise. There's a thing making noise There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of ambient. And, 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 you know, all those good ones. Yeah, all those good ones. (laughs) And instantly, I'm, when I got to that part, I was like, I made a mistake of playing this game in my warehouse, alone, at work, in the dark. warehouse, mostly dark. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to play a different game. Yeah, I was honestly shocked when you told me you did that. I uh, felt first, so stupid. First toe dipped into Soma, alone, in the dark, yep. by me, a big baby named Faden Cross. Who are you, Body Snatcher? This <laughs> body is not snatcher. my friend. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I quit, so yeah. So yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, it's a good it's a good game that thrusts you into this world uh, of the future. So you come to find out that Simon has been reawoken in the year 2104, 2105. And he's in this underwater facility called Pathos 2, which was initially a geothermal mining outlet in the Marianas Trench. And then they were like, wait a minute. What if we just did a railgun? Freaking from the bottom of the ocean to the yep. surface of the ocean, we could do like a three mile rail gun and launch things into space. Yep, and then you could avoid uh, overheating the metals, which is why you would have a rail gun under space, underwater, underwater. I guess it's all under space, but yeah, the rail gun underwater, rail gun underwater. Cool concept. So Simon's exploring this facility, and all of a sudden, one of the robots wakes up and it's like starting to skitter about and go. Ah! Uh, and make these weird human noises. And you're like, what's going on? Ah, uh, I'm a scared. And then you find this comms tower and someone starts talking to you. It's a girl named Catherine. And Catherine's like, hey, I didn't think there was anyone else here. Instantly, I was like, Catherine's a robot. <laughs> you, should, you should come to Lambda. I can help you if you get to site Lambda. And you're like, well, I'm not that site Lambda. I'm site Simon. And she's like, nah, silly. You're at site Upsilon. Duh. Duh. <laughs> so you find out that you can leave the site. And as you go to do so, well, the hold on. freaking <laughs> seal on the door breaks. Yeah. And you, human being, Simon, with your human hands that you can see in front of you, are thrust underwater and you black out again. And then you wake up and you're in a diving suit. And you're like, what's going on? Wow, that's weird. I was like, okay, Scary. so I'm a robot. Instantly, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm a robot. Because earlier, you, you know... Talk to this one robot who's on a conveyor belt who's was like, my name's Carl. I need you to get me a medic. you got to help. Clearly yeah, human. Send people here. Stop making jokes about sending a mechanic. I clearly need a medic, not a mechanic, you idiot. Stop being funny. And then I shocked him. Help. Did you just leave him there? Did you turn it on and leave him there? Yeah. I mean, you got to send the power. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's an alternative way, but I'm not doing it. I didn't know that. Yep. There's always an alternative to killing these robots for that the makes most sense. part. That makes sense. It but it doesn't a, matter. It is Baby's first philosophical game. Yeah, because I'm like, well, it, he, what, he's going to be trapped under here? Or I guess he's going to be washed out, actually, is what happens. Yeah, but 
can we talk about the real miracle at work here? Forget all of this, like, consciousness scanning. Forget yeah. all of this, like, cool railgun space. The real miracle here is all of these electronics working underwater in the ocean with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of problems. That's, like, a lot of the puzzles, right? Something went wrong. Reroute the power. Oh, the clamps aren't doing. You need to repressurize rooms. Scan this thing. Hit a lever. Okay, but still, emergency flips. The electronics underwater. Like these are underwater robots. It's yeah. cool. And then like you can, you're underwater. You open the maintenance hatch. You're fixing the thing underwater. Mm-hmm. It's electronics underwater. As someone who works in electronics, water and electronics <laughs> done good together. And th- at least not right now in the year twenty twenty three. That's fair. So that's a cool little sci fi moment for me. No, that you know what valid point. Yeah, I like gameplay wise. I want to talk about. How it feels to interact with objects. Yes. Do it. You, who have it never played a frictional bad. game. It feels bad. You know what? Frictional games, that's some friction in flipping those switches. I tend to agree with you in Soma because Soma feels like a more modern game. It's got more of a story to tell than Amnesia did, than Penumbra did. It's more about what happened to humanity. What are we doing going forward from what happened to humanity? And that's the real hook for me. So when you get these moments where you're like, click and drag to open this door. Or when you get these moments where you're like, click and hold and then drag in a circle to spin this bell. Okay. Oh, no, I love it. (laughs) See, here's the thing. I think it's bad, and I think that's good. Uh, Because what it feels like, it just feels like these levers, switches, they're like rusted. They're stuck. I need to add some extra force to like flush down the levers. Or like, I need to like, I like the... um. Uh, the priming the energy pump section. <laughs> that was so silly. And it's just like constantly like, and while there's making a cre- loud noise. And while there's... there's a creature going, yeah. <laughs> I hate the maintenance section in Theta. I think that is the biggest suffering point in this game. I mean, it's easy for me. I just run at the monsters and go, ah, <laughs> and then they hit me and they disappear. Or if they don't disappear when they hit you, they just, like, turn around and start booking it the other direction it's as if it's scared of me. That's, and it's really funny. funny. So I played through on normal mode. And what happens when you hit the monster the first time is that you wake, in, you wake back up in a weakened state and are a little bit slower. And if you get hit the second time, you get the, ah, scary flashy screen, rapid fire images, game over, you died. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, it's one of those, like, loud noises, kind of, like when you die in freaking... Any horror game. <laughs> <laughs> a Five Nights, one might say. A Five a Five Nights. Um, five per, Guys. Perhaps, perhaps um, um, five a Phobia way. of phasm, Phasms, maybe. Oh, true. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm a van person. Van person. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out, as we're exploring this underwater awesome facility as Simon Jarrett, that in the year 2103... Or the year before to whatever year it is currently, a fucking comet <laughs> struck topside and Earth is now wiped out. Holy shit, there's no more humans. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a cool moment when you're like you're like with Catherine trying to get like a submersible to travel to another site, and you just like hear, oh, comet landed. We couldn't avoid it. Everyone's dead. You just like see this image of like places on fire. Yep. And skeletons. New- Newsreel. Close up of skeletons, which is really funny. That's what they play on Ap- Apocalypse News. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. The world's over. Might have show skeletons on TV. <laughs> we show bones now. <laughs> <laughs> what are our advertisers going to do? Fire us? <laughs> they want to send it. We learn about the Ark. 
Yeah, yeah. As you're exploring and learn that everything's dead, Catherine reveals that her project was to digitize everyone with this brain scan technology that they have and send their digital copies into outer space on this little computer that was going to run off of satellite power, uh, solar power, and hopefully leave some imprint of humanity for whatever's next. You know, until it hits something. Exactly. Until space junk takes that shit right out. (laughs) Which would exactly happen. I'm surprised it was even launched from the fucking Earth orbit, because the Earth orbit is a, like... (laughs) asteroid of trash treachery mm-hmm. they, they did bring that up they're like what what if we launch this and it doesn't even get to the atmosphere yeah and they also bring up what if our railgun pipes fucked <laughs> but <laughs> you know you got to keep trying you got to keep trying because that's humanity determination baby mm-hmm. you're filled with it <laughs> simon goes through a number <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Okay. You good? You good? Yep, I'm good. I just realized what you said. <laughs> Seeing the cheese and knowing the mouse might one day get it fills you with determination. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so Simon has a bad time as he like slowly makes the realization, oh shit. I'm a robot in some weird corpse. Yep, I'm a robot in some weird corpse. Yeah. Catherine reveals to Simon that, oh, after this scan that I just did on you, hey, it looks like you're the dead body of my former coworker Imogen Reed, uh, some structure gel, and uh, this little uh, chip, computer chip that helps you see. I forget what they call it. They had a name yeah. for it. But basically... Oh, that's all you are, plus the consciousness of Simon. And Simon's like, ah, that's so scary. Why? Well, no, most of the time he's just like, I don't want to think about that. I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that right now. But he has to deal with it three separate times? Many times. Many times. At least three separate times. There's a moment where Catherine takes you to... Oh, no, no, this is where Catherine takes herself out. And it's just like Simon's talking to her about what's it like being unplugged and plugged back in. Yeah, because she, goes, she like dies every time she gets unplugged from the thing. She like experiences she turns death. off. Yeah, yeah, she turns off forever and then gets plugged back in. and Then she's back alive. And she goes, "Well, it's kind of like sleeping, but without dreams. It's not time that I'm missing. It's just not there. It's just not there. It just flashes, so just flashes of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that sounds miserable. I mean, but you know, you don't know. I don't." I don't know. It could be just like sleeping. It's just a different way of life. It's right. Really makes you think. I sure thought a lot about this game the first time I played it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a, see and like I think so this is kind of like why this game gets away with this and I'm like not as negative as I am with BioShock where it just feels like really dumb and reductive. Mm-hmm. And so much it really uses the mechanics of the game to give you that feel of like I'm making these choices because there's all this like even friction when interacting with normal stuff, I have to make like these deliberate choices and get invested into its own philosophy. I have to pick up this fire extinguisher and chuck it at this broken window so that I can get through that broken window and get away from cousin. Or it's Lurch, like I have me. to like turn off the like life switch for this Simon copy that is there. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I have to make that choice very deliberately. Like, there's, like, a lot of technical, like, things to, like, mess with. I have to, like, unplug, like, cables and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, like, my direct choices, so it, like, hits the impact of, oh, yeah, I'm actually doing it. And so it's like, hey, what if a trolley problem, but you get to do the trolley problem part? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Bioshock, where it's just, like, 
you have no choice. We're just owning you. A man obeys. A slave obeys too. <laughs> yep, that's that's the line. <laughs> so counter to our main plot of I'm Simon Jarrett, I'm dealing with this freaking displacement issue and psychological trauma of being a robot copy and the world's ended and Catherine's trying to help me finish her science project. There's you- the subplot of Showdown. Yeah, Shodan and Anchor. <laughs> that was that his name? No, Shodan is the AI sentient AI in System Shock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> I could just swear there was an NPC named Shodan. Probably. This game is full of a lot of subtle references. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very subtle. good. Hey. Some of them are. Some of them. Like when you get into the first place, the freaking David Munchie room, uh-huh. the passcode to the door, 2501, is a reference to Ghost in the Shell. Project 2501, which dealt with dealing, uh, oh copying him. Isn't that sick? I saw that for this. I didn't realize it the first time I played the game and yeah. saw it this time. I was like, yo, whether intentional or not, a reference. It, <laughs> probably 100% intentional. It's got to be, yeah. Because yeah. Ghost in the Shell is such a powerful movie about what this game is about. Yeah, Consciousness is, and human identity. This is just... See, this is the other thing, too. It's like, this is just like Ghost of the Shell. It is, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So the subplot, as we've got Simon saving the world, beneath that is, oh my gosh, something's going wrong with the security AI called the WOW, Yep. which stands for Warden Unit, W-A-U. I thought it was Warden Autonomous Unit, W-A, I guess it's just... It doesn't matter. Like, pet is personal terminal. WOW is Warden Unit. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the Warden Unit's going... Nutty. They had, for the last five years, left this security AI to keep track of this Pathos 2 station, and things were going okay. But then after the comet struck... It fucked it up. Things are starting to go (laughs) wrong, and like, what's going on? We're starting to notice these fish have structure gel on them, and we're starting to notice that, like, the warden unit is watching us really intently and closely, and... Preservation preservation of humanity protocols. Preservation of humanity protocols. (laughs) So, while Catherine Chun's project is to save humanity by copying their consciousness the warden units save humanity project is oh fuck oh fuck i got all this structure gel and all this electricity and it just seems to be keep running so maybe if i give all this life which is not going to keep running some structure gel and electricity we're gonna we're gonna save it i'm gonna do a good job i think it's the perfect counterplot because it's like terminator so it's uh, the the you got terminator on one level yeah and you got ghost in the shell on another level and they're just running Except, next except to each other. unlike Terminator, where the Terminators are there to extinct humanity. I don't know about Terminator. I guess I don't know about Terminator either. But, right, the Terminators are there to kill all humans. I thought Skynet was one of the preserve life, but like something goes wrong. Oh, probably. And, yeah. I love preserve how we're just talking about movies life. we don't know. <laughs> Cultural touchstone film I've never seen. <laughs> but, so, the thing is, it's like, what if... Zombies counted as humans. Right. <laughs> That's what the, That's wow, what the wow is asking. It's like, you know, if you think about it, zombies are humans too. They're so I'm alive. just going to make a, I'm going to make a lot of human, uh, zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So the wow <laughs> begins stealing Catherine's scans of consciousness from, from the database and begins creating what the, the people come to call, uh, what are they? Proxies, proxies. which are. The the WoW's clones. Yep. Catherine's doing clones. Why can't I do clones? I'm trying to help save humanity, too. Can't you see? I'm the warden unit. <laughs> oh, and also these proxies are going to fuck you all up. Yeah, the proxies are here to give you some structure gel and get you proxied so you can live forever in the WoW's warm embrace. <laughs> 
But it's not Showdown. We swear to God. It, it has no personality. It's not Showdown. No, we swear no to God. there's no personality. All it does is make like digital clicking noises. <laughs> Unless it's got a copy of uh, Consciousness Loaded. Then it can talk at you. Oh, it will talk at you. There's yeah. some creepy moments with some of the proxies. There's some really creepy What are moments. some proxies that scared you? Um, I think the first proxy that scared me was the one... Um, well, here's here's kind of a counter to that. And, and I have to set up a little... <laughs> Uh, backstory to okay. our our listeners here. Simon can interact with the black boxes, which are like these health monitor chips that have been implanted in people in their brain. In yeah. their brain, so that the warden unit can. Well, it's like a black box in a plane. It's like a black black box in a plane, exactly. But for human health, so Simon can touch corpses and like get a glimpse of what their death moments were by reading the black box data. Essentially, there are moments in the game where you touch a corpse and all you get is static. Or yeah. like buzzing. This time, play. I did. I didn't know what that fucking was the first time. I was oh, like, I don't get well, it. It was because their black box are destroyed. No, those were proxies. Oh, those. So when you touch those and you got the buzzing, that was that was a killed WoW corpse. And what I, the reason I picked it up this time is because every time I touched a corpse and got a buzz, I noticed the head had been eliminated. Well, there, the head had been destroyed specifically. Well, also though. There is some one moment where it's like, oh, yeah, our things are beeping. They're going to explode because they also can blow up people's heads. There is an email terminal that explained that, like, oh, it gets, like, super hot and it charges up and goes, blah. Oh, I guess I missed that one. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's like, multiple reasons. Your black reasons. box can blow up. <laughs> yeah, your black box can blow up. Or um, in the case of, uh, I can't remember her name, but you find her. Uh, she turns her off somehow. Oh, she she had removed hers. Yeah. Yeah, the last human on Earth that you found. last human on Earth. Cool moment. It's a cool moment seeing her. It's a very kick the puppy moment of like, oh, can yeah. I do this horrible thing by letting her live and suffer? Or can I do this humane thing and kill her? Do the humane thing. And it's like, why would I ever choose the other thing? Yeah, yeah. She's already got a scan. She's already on She's the asking me to do it. She wants you to, yeah. <laughs> it was good. And then she's like, hey, can you stay with me? It, that's a good, yeah. That's, good, that's a, a really moment. good moment. I really like her talking about, like, hey, you know, Greenland, cool. Yeah. At least it won't be 30. I was like, dude, only like 28, 29? What the fuck? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck? Raytheon got to her right out of college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very much like there's a whole bunch of young people that are here, probably, because who else wants to be in the fucking trench? Uh-huh. Spooky trench. Mariana's trench. Uh, I love going out in the water. Yeah? Did that do it for you? Yeah, it's really creepy. It is. And as someone who had a pretty still deep-seated fear of underground, underwater at that You don't time, like deep water. I don't like deep water. Jaws is a scary movie. <laughs> uh, that was a very hard game for me to get through alone in my, in my apartment in the dark. Especially the last it. water sequence. Yeah, where there's a giant worm. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to frictional games and having giant worms chase you. Every <laughs> single frictional game I have played, they have a giant worm segment. I love it when a worm chases me. <laughs> and also anglerfish moment where it's like, all right, got to follow the lights follow still. The lights. And it's like, oh, I'm a fucked up anglerfish. <laughs> and the worst part is you're like, oh, shit, I got to go back into that cave. Oh, it can fit into the cave. It can fit in the cave. <laughs> I just let it hit me. Well, yeah, because you're on easy mode. Yeah. <laughs> um, we walk through the final facilities, and we uh, interact with this guy, Ross, 
uh, Ross and another guy, Akers, were working with the warden unit, and like they they were the maintenance guys essentially. Akers went nutty and realized what the warden unit was doing and was like, yeah, this is good. I'm going to drink some structure gel. Yeah. Ross, though, is like a big lead scientist, though, right? Yeah. Ross yeah. was the lead of the team and realized this is not good. We have to stop the wow <laughs> because it's trying to kill and zombify everything. Ross gets psychic s- powers. He gets psychic powers and because, somehow like, fucked up. Like, I think he plugs into the wow but retains his agency somehow well he does because uh um what's the uh in omicron where it's like the big rotunda with the glass prison box yeah yeah he's in there he's a lot stuck in the prison box and like you'll be like interacting with terminals and this is a really creepy moment where it's like stop the wow like don't let it see where you. things will flash yeah, yeah things will flash i'm like Ugh, don't do that it's ross ross is like hey help me help <laughs> me but he's also being very creepy about it yes he, he could have at least introduced himself for real. Quite frankly, rude. Hi, I'm Ross. Sorry I looked this way. The wow did this to me. Will you help? Will you help? I mean, he basically does that at the end. He does, yeah. He's like, hey, you've got the you've got the thing that I needed. They wouldn't listen to me, but you got it now, so go touch that, and we're good. <laughs> I have a question for uh, a big uh, narrative choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which robot do you kill with the stun prod? Oh, which robot do you kill with the stun? Do you prod? kill? There's a couple of the them. helpful one, or the really annoying dickwad one. <laughs> Hard moral choice. <laughs> do you kill the one that like saves you and opens the doors for you uh-huh. and provides light for you in the dark, or do you kill the one that you just met and is just like kind of idly roaming around the place, going, "Yeah, how about those red sheets? <laughs> I really hope I get my vacation time improved." <laughs> Hey, stop bothering me. Stop bothering me. I can't talk right now. Oh, he says something about women at some point. It was really funny. Really? I missed that one. Oh, it was something. <laughs> I talk classy, even around, even not around women. Even not around women. Is like, I think the line. <laughs> something like that. I'm like, fuck this, dude. Yeah, that zap, one gets zap, the stun, zap. stun gun immediately. <laughs> I'm not going to choose the helpful one. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> but I'm supposed to feel bad because it was the most human one that's right it was more human it was talking to you <laughs> oh this game this game there is are, funny there are some softball moments but there's some moments that really hit that's like oh shit it's like ah how do you feel about when you get the dive suit you dive suit you is a great moment it's, is it it's so good because Catherine has walked simon through this step-by-step process of what they're gonna do we're, yeah we're building a body and we need to say this Catherine explains everything very clearly. Very succinctly. Yeah. There because I, I want to say this now because apparently there are people who think there's a turn at the end of this game where it's like, oh, Catherine was tri- like leading me on the entire time. No. People are stupid. Just no. <laughs> it's because men don't listen. <laughs> and so they of course they think this. When my partner was watching me play, she thought that for a moment too. She was like, wait, is Catherine like is the big drop gonna be that Catherine was misleading us the whole time? And then by the end of it, she was like Oh no, no, that's no, that's pretty good. She's right. Yeah, Catherine was just doing her yeah. best. <laughs> Catherine was telling you everything at all times. Yeah. So Catherine explains to Simon that hey, we need to get to the deep sea. Our submarine was just fucked, so we're gonna get you into this dive suit by reanimating the corpse that's already in there with some structure gel and that cool computer chip that's in your head and a little battery pack. Got it, Simon? And Simon's like, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> so what does Simon do? He goes and collects all the things, yep. builds the thing, 
goes through the stuff. Catherine's like, are you ready? And Simon's like, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> and they do it. And Simon looks over and he's like, wait, it didn't work. And you realize, wait, Simon didn't say that. Or, or at least from my perspective, Simon didn't say that. Yeah. So you get out of the dive suit, you look over, and sure enough, you had been, just been copied, right. like Catherine explained. Right. Catherine explained. And Simon's like, fuck, fuck you, motherfucker, oh, fuck, you fucking lied, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And now you have to make a choice. Do we let the old version live? It's asleep right now. Do we let it live or do we kill it? And it's like, do you leave the guy who's been complaining about this existence from the moment he woke up to suffer in eternity? No, or or do, you, do you just turn him off? Or you just turn him off, which you turn him off. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so pissed if I woke up and I was like, well, I guess I'm stuck with the fucking they AI monsters. They left me here? Those dicks. They even <laughs> sealed the door, so I'm in this room. With the AI monsters. With the AI monsters. Shit. Yeah, you turn him off. You turn him off. <laughs> He's asleep. This is a great way to go. Yeah. My God. What about um, what about when you have to get the password from the guy and you upload him time and several times and like he realizes he's in the simulation and he gets pissed. He's like, no, I'm not going to give you anything. And you turn him off. And Simon's like, we can't keep doing this. We're turning him on and off. It's like killing him over and over. <laughs> if I knew the person and from my understanding, it could be different people. Yeah, you could pick different people. So, like, if we had maybe a whole story up until that point of that person, it's like, oh, now we finally get to meet the person. This is the way we're meeting it. I think the choice would be different. But in this scenario, it's like, well, I don't care. Who Just are these names? I, I referenced the list. I was like, okay, this guy worked in security. He'll probably know. I'll load him in. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, it's it's whatever. Yeah, you're basically doing a fucking torture routine on a dude that's what they want you to get into the headspace of like hey isn't this fucked up but it's also like i don't and then Catherine reminds you no i reset them from zero every time they have no memory of what has happened yeah she just kills them every time yeah yeah that's not fucked up (laughs) (laughs) like any any sane person would just kill them every time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I don't know i just like i didn't care about the character so i'm like why do i care yeah yeah (laughs) why do i care the conclusion of this game is yet another Simon Forgot moment. Uh, you make it to the space gun. Well, hold on. Before we do that, did you kill the WoW? Which apparently was optional. Really? Of course I killed the WoW. Of course you killed the WoW. Yeah, so like, Ross, like, is like, This All game right. had a lot more options I didn't realize. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't realize either because the answers all seemed obvious. And it seems like... On rails, you can only walk towards the WoW, but I guess I didn't try anything else. <laughs> nope. Uh, so, yeah, you get to make the choice to kill the WoW or let it live. And Ross is like, we need to kill this thing. It's bad. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll sacrifice my arm to kill it. Damn, now I wish I would have let it live because it's like, we're leaving the planet anyway. Let's just let the WoW have this one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I saw that. Fucking... Come back in 100 years and there's just like purple and blue and structure the... gel creatures crawling all over the planet. The giant squid was enough for me to go, no, thank you. <laughs> no. Oh, that. <sighs> the the Just going through the wind and then you go into the like spider crab cave. Yep. Fuck the spider crab cave. Underwater spiders. Fuck that. Hey, they don't attack. They're just really creepy. They're just really creepy and all over. Everywhere, yeah. Oh, hundreds, my God. Hundreds of spider crabs. Uh, <sighs> so you make it through killing the WoW. Yep. Catherine's like, where'd your arm go? And you're like, I killed the WoW. And she's like, what? 
And That's then, so cool. And then Simon's like, I'll have a, I'll have this arm back though when I'm up in the arc. And right? Catherine's like, no. Nah. <laughs> and then she says, like, yeah. She says, yes, of course. Because yeah, <laughs> you could have anything you want in the WoW. Yeah, or the the, the arc. arc. <laughs> uh, I really. Did you like that artificial tension there at the at the last moment? Oh, I mean, all tension's artificial in this game, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. an artificial product made. Okay, but... okay, fine. Did you like that tension set piece there at the yeah, end? Yeah, so it was really cool. You kind of, like, get loaded up, you're ready to launch the thing, and, like, Simon's brain scan's taking too long. Yeah, so you sit down in the pilot seat. Catherine's like, we're going to use this pilot chair to transfer both of us at the same time and launch the gun, so it's yeah. all in one process. She doesn't say transfer. Upload. Upload, yeah. She upload. always says upload. She never says transfer, because that's not how it works. Right. Well, why does she? She should say copies for what she she really. Says. But she does say these will. These are our copies. These are our copies. I'm gonna she upload. does say that. She says she's going to upload the copies. Yes. Yeah. And so the gun is priming. Catherine Chun gets uploaded. The gun's at like seventy percent. Simon's thing is taking too long. It's like six, ten percent. And Simon's like, "What the fuck?" And then it happens all in the last minute, and you see it goes. And then the gun launches, and Simon's like, "Yeah." And then like, wait, I'm still here. But I'm still here. What's going on? And then. He screams, and Catherine wakes up, and she's like, we did it, Simon. And Simon's like, no, you lied. <laughs> and she's like, Simon, Simon I told you this. Over this. I told you this before. <laughs> and he yells, and because, like, it's all very, like, the, like, all the, like, chips and stuff are very emotion processed. So, yeah. like, short circuits He's Catherine's sending out. so much anger out that he kills Catherine. He kills Catherine. So he gets to be alone until he dies. Yep. And then the credits roll. And then you're like, well, shit, that was bleak. And then after the credits, you're like, hey, you're in the arc now. Yeah, now you're you, now you're this new si- Simon copy. And yeah, you, you wake up see- in the chair again, and you walk out of the cave. Why is the chair in the cave? The forest. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's a nice little forest utopia city. Yeah, and there's Catherine, and Simon's like, Catherine, is that you? Did we do it? And then we get a pullback. Yeah. And it's just the satellite. Going through space. And we see Earth in ruins as it leaves the planet's orbit. On its fantastic voyage of humanity's next step. That game fucked me so hard. I was like, yeah, I'm going to upload my digital consciousness and I'm going to live forever. And Faden was like, that's not how this works, Dale. You, that's not how this works. you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Men don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's because they, like, they like kind of have this philosophical theory of a coin flip. Exactly. It's like 50% yeah. chance you're the transfer or you're the thing, but that's not really that's actually not what it, it is. That's not it either, because both things exist. Right. And so, like, it's only the coin flip for the player. Yes. Who do you get to be as? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not even that, because we get to see both perspectives anyway. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it using game mechanics to make very simple philosophical questions have more of an impact. Yes. Like, that's what this game is really about. Yes. And I, I think that's kind of where I really appreciate it on that level. I'm not playing a game and then the game go, fuck you for playing a game, man. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fucked up that you're playing this game? It's more like, how do I use game mechanics to like illustrate these philosophies? Yes. And this is, this is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Frictional Games did a great job. Oh, I wanted to shout out the developers here. Because it's the same two guys. That have done oh. Amnesia and Penumbra and... I didn't know it was like two people making these games. Frictional Games is led by Thomas Grip and Jens Nielsen. Okay. Uh, they are located in... <laughs> Their exact address is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where is this game coming out of? This feels like a British game for some reason. 
But it could be Canadian, I guess, because it's, we played as the horrors of a white Canadian man. We're in Scandinavia. I don't yep. remember exactly okay. which one, though. Finland? Maybe Norway? Okay. Okay. I guess they can capture the horror of Canadians. You okay? Sweden. Okay, it's in Sweden. All right, Sweden. all right. That was the only option left. Why didn't I guess it? <laughs> <laughs> Swedish games. Oh, I had one more thing I wanted to say. Sure, yeah. Let's get our last Soma thoughts I out. love Soma. I really do. The narrative is still a fantastic sci-fi narrative. It's um, fun. It's a great story. It 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 kind of captures the optimism of the human spirit in the face of the bleak yeah what could what could be our final moments and and that's kind of cool yeah. like trying to still survive right but it also asks you to reflect on hey there's a cycle to this thing called life and it does end and <laughs> yeah. that's the reality we live in right now yeah you can't escape the heat death even you cannot even because escape like the heat death. even this thing that lives on forever the arc it's still gonna deteriorate and die and even they said the battery's probably only gonna last for a thousand years yeah. which is better than like 10 years yep so it's still about accepting the end, which comes for us all. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I didn't like, and I think I mentioned a little bit, but I think that they could have updated some of the controls to to the experience. All the click and drag stuff works really well in Penumbra and in Amnesia because it's an isolationist experience. Mm-hmm. You don't speak to anyone in those games, like barely anyone. There's a couple of NPCs that say ominous and creepy things to help guide you in the next mission, but... It's largely just you and your thoughts and your fears. <laughs> and so clicking to drag a door open feels terrifying in those yeah. games. But in this one, it's just like, why can't I click the little button that's right there? <laughs> like in this wired fantasy electronic yeah. sci-fi system setting. I think it still works, but I kind of get It's frustrating. It, it's frustrating, but I feel like it's intentionally frustrating on my end. It is. And it, I, I, I can recognize Frictional games. It's frictional on purpose. <laughs> Should we get into those puzzle moments? Were so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, the one puzzle where you have to reflect the light. Uh, I like love a light beam. puzzle. Yeah, a light puzzle is good. Give me more puzzles in games. I should play Amnesia Rebirth all the way. I play there. a Zelda, and then Amnesia the Bunker. <laughs> the the Bunker. There are four Amnesia games now. Shout okay. out to Frictional Games. Questions. <laughs> should we get into questions? It's time to be asked. I think the first one is for you. I think the first one's for you. Really? Yeah, you can. All right. You can ask it. You you ask the first question. Duncan asks, how many people and lights does it take to play Soma without being creeped out? Seriously, what kind of players would you recommend this game to? Or as a follow-up, what, or as a follow-up to what game? Parentheses. It reminds me, for some reason... Of Bioshock. So funny. I, I completely forgot about that part, pasting that question. Duncan, um, if you scare easily, this is a, it is a scary game. There's a two lot of Two people, moments. all lights. Two people, all the lights? All the lights. Yep. Yeah. You need at least two other people in the room and all the lights. That's my experience. All right. There you go. <laughs> uh, I played this game for the first time alone in the dark. I can't. 
imagine. It was really good. <laughs> I, li- I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I think as a follow-up to people who played Bioshock, definitely play Soma. It's a better game. It's a better game. And play it in safe mode, if that's another thing. If you get super scared, play it in safe mode. Oh, yeah, safe And then mode. run at the monsters and scream. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, because in normal mode, you'll get knocked down by the monsters. And you, you, if you get knocked down again, you get the scary game over ah screen. Ah! You know. So did you ever see the, like, bulby orifices kind of things um, with the little plus mark over them? Yeah. Because you played in safe mode. You didn't need those. Those are heal. Heal points. Ah! <laughs> I kept doing those. I was like, what's that for? That's, yeah, the WoW reheals you if you've been knocked down once. Damn. Wants to kill you and help you out. Right? Weird, weird little thing, that. Weird little thing, that. Um, the next question comes from Hilver. What's a game you'd like to be able to skip, skip combat in? What's a game you'd like to add combat to? I would love to be able to skip combat in critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV Online. And just do the story? And just, like, yeah, let me just watch the movie of it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, I get that. Or maybe I should just play something other than Black Mage. Yeah, maybe. Um, Oh, I'd like to be able to skip the combat to, like... I want to experience a lot of JRPG stories... That's what I just said. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. But, like, uh, I don't want to, I want to see if Octopath actually has something to the story or is it just a combat appeal? Okay, no. Um, As someone who's played Octopath, those stories are lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, I would like to, like, do all Final Fantasy IV or something, but I just don't have time. Yeah, I got Final Fantasy VI on my radar because Kefka is just awesome. And <laughs> Dancing Mad is iconic for so many reasons. But am I going to play a whole JRPG just to experience Dancing Mad? Probably not. I mean... Maybe, though. Maybe someday. There are worse reasons. Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday. Hilver, I think I would add combat to a game like the Centennial Case. A Shinjima story. Oh, my God. No! <laughs> <laughs> but Phoenix Wright combat would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> combat. Freaking throwing pens and pencils at Edgeworth from across the... <laughs> I imagine it becomes more like a Yakuza game, actually. Oh, yeah, where you gotta, like, prove beat your up. machismo, beat them up. Yeah. Not, like, the turn-based Yakuza games, but, like, the Kiryu picking up a bicycle and slamming it into people sort of game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another game. What if Outer Wilds has combat? It would make it a... I don't know if I... Okay. What if you could shoot the owl people? <laughs> what if you could shoot the anglerfish? <laughs> Target lock. Target lock. <laughs> missiles. Deploy. That would be sick. <laughs> I need a mod just for that. It would be a worse game. Yeah. Oh, the missiles would send your ship flying backwards. That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> Never mind. Just like every time you launch it, it has no recoil protection. And so it just like launches your ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm gonna stop the time loop by destroying the sun. <laughs> We're saved. Uh, We're saved. Spectre of Socialism comes for our next question. What is self? You know, the self is the character you play as in a yeah, game. Is you silly? <laughs> How do the moral implications of the choices Soma forces the player to make impact your opinion of the game? I think we kind of covered that one. You know, it it makes the game would better. You, would you throw the lever? You have the option to. You have the option to. I think it's nice. What do you say to players that find it difficult to enjoy games that force choices like this? Suck it up, you baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I I mean, the thing I would say is really try to, like, engage with what the game is 
telling you exactly. Why is it av- having you make these Think choices? about the fact that it is making you make a choice and if that choice is actually meaningful to the narrative of the game. Exactly. And sometimes they are for Soma, sometimes, sometimes they're they not. How does the lack of music impact the experience? There's music in the game. I was being, so Spectre Socialism asking this because I was being hyperbolic because it's like, what music is there? As I was being scared. (laughs) (laughs) There are some good moments of relax. Like when you find the crew quarters, you get a nice little interlude theme that's like, oh, I can catch my breath here for a moment. Okay, good. (laughs) Does it contribute to make a stronger atmospheric experience? Having music in a game? Yes, it does. Wow, salty on this one. <laughs> Beansprout asks, I don't know a whole lot about horror games, but I know that some are fun to play, uh, to play like a multiplayer, and to watch others play like a movie. What games would you suggest for these three categories? Ooh. PT is the classic everyone sit around watching someone that's play. That's how I experienced it. <laughs> yep. it's That's just like, that's a strong sense of memory of everyone being in my room watching my partner play that game. Yeah. Didn't. Was it was it your partner or did we let our esteemed voice actor credited uh Oh there was a there was a Jake. We let session. Jake try one at yeah, least. At least yeah. one, yeah. He he got to show an audience that yeah, game. Yeah. Um let's see, games for multiplay, like pass the controller I if mean, you get scared. Or Phasmophobia. Or Phasmophobia. That's a good co op horror game that I've played too much of. <clears throat> I yeah. Dale can't play it anymore, which is understandable. When you play a lot of something, I feel this way about Civ. You just are like, I don't even want to look at it. That's enough, yeah. And then just fun to play horror games, Resident Evil. They're they're like they are horror games, but they're B movie horror games. Yes, and they're fun. They're yes. really fun. They are really fun. <sighs> I want to play more Resident. Where's Evil. everyone going? Bingo. <laughs> Fuck. Do you think uh, people would ever want to work inside a deep underwater research base, or do you think too many people would get hurt from the current infrastructure possibilities? Yes to both. <laughs> yes yes to both. People yes to would both. want to work there, but they would be afraid of getting hurt. Oh, and they would get hurt. And oh, my. Like, we... <laughs> it would just happen. <laughs> you know, intersection of games and being underwater. Uh, the Titan. Yep. <laughs> With its third-party GameCube controller. People... Wanted to be in that thing for some reason, and they got hurt. They got hurt. What parts make the horror game fun? So I guess what parts, like, make Soma fun? Like, about, I guess, maybe the underwater stuff, too? Like, I'm a little sicko, and whenever the skin crawls on the back of my neck and, like, the hairs stand up and I'm, like, put in fight-or-flight mode, I love that sensation. (laughs) It's really being outside the base that makes it really scary You like the underwater? Yeah. Yeah. I can handle that more, though. It's, like, scarier to me, but I'm also, like, this is easier for me to manage. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's the openness. You feel less uh, less claustrophobic. No, like I feel more. Do. Really? Yeah, because anything could come from the depth. Yeah, yeah. Which is what happens. It's pretty deep. What parts make the horror game not fun? <laughs> yeah, Faden. <laughs> what parts make horror games not fun? Uh, they're scary. No, that's what makes them fun, silly. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they're too scary. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, you know what game series I've never gotten through? And I don't know if it's... Uh, it might be because my PC can't run them. Outlast looks like another scary game, survival horror. Uh, I've never, I've just never finished them. And oh, I don't thank know you. Because it's scary. It's pretty scary. It looks scary. Um, uh, What game... Or what could I have adjusted for Soma? I would have taken out uh the... Click to drag puzzles. I just like those too much. You got to keep them. Nerd Ferguson comes in with our next set of questions. 
What are my love interests slash romance options? It's a good game. It is not a good game without romance options. Silent Hill lost points for me based on the nurse or pyramid head characters not being romanceable. That's true. Pyramid head should be romanceable. Um, I guess <laughs> you have either Catherine Chun. Uh, no, definitely Ross, not. Or uh, the last girl on earth. What's her name? I can't think of her name. Uh, uh Acres? No, Acres no. is the guy that ate the structure gel. It, Please don't. Those eat the are all the wrong gel. options. Actually, it's it's the helper robot. No, it's other Simon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, Simon the copy data yeah. or Simon the the other Simon suit? dive suit and Simon deep dive suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are your romance. <laughs> That's options. your romance option. <laughs> it's the only one that makes sense. Jake, our our, our wonderful. Sometimes rotating third chair, Jake. Our professional and credited voice acting friend. That is true. Is some of the kind of game Faden needs to have the lights on for? Or can they play in the dark alone? And uh, we answered that question. Definitely. No, I can't. (laughs) I can't play in the dark alone at all. Never. Scary. Too scary. Do you like it when the game goes, (gasps) boo? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) But I do like it when the game's like, hey. Fucked up underwater base, huh? Is that fucked up? The visor real fucked here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's structure gel everywhere. Let's revive a mouse, please. And we did. And we put structure gel on it. And it was catatonic. And it made all the other mouses uncomfortable. And then it Let's start them. putting this stuff in people. Yeah, let's put it in people. Yeah. And our computer chips. And everything. You know something everything. broken? Throw it in the structure gel. Let's put some structure gel on it. It'll take care of it. <laughs> <sighs> One more Soma detail. Of course. Frictional Games licensed out the Soma IP oh God. to a little film studio called Imagos Im- Films. Mm-hmm. They're a little L.A. startup. They have some really good people that do awesome CGI, but, but they did not hire very good actors or script writers. <laughs> and so if you're interested, there's about an hour's worth split up into eight videos of... Uh, Soma-inspired content. It is not canon, so to say, but they take some of the characters present in the game and they do a little spooky set piece about the WoW. Yeah. Not about the like the scan. The, the arc plot is like the underplot of this. The yeah. WoW going crazy is the main plot of this. So if you want the vibes of Soma without the full immersion of like a video game. I don't recommend watching the the Soma transmissions. That's what they're called on YouTube if you want to check them out. I, uh, you know, Soma would actually be a good Let's Play game. Like, to watch a Let's Play game. Definitely. Watch someone play it, get that kind of uh, third third person perspective of viewing a viewing. Yeah. You might be a bit more removed, have more fun. Yeah. But, you know, I also think it's a good game to play. It's a great game. Next month. We play another game. Oh, yeah. We are playing one of my touchstone games the rest of the year. We're clearing the the runway. It's just me and my games. We got a great one coming up. We are playing the Pokemon TCG game for the Game Boy Color. And it's good. Yeah, we already started. (laughs) Yeah. Pokemon TCG has been sweeping our uh, circle of friends and loved ones. We're we're, uh, folding in as many to the fight as we can. Mm Mm-hmm. We should have a tournament. That would be sick. We should have a tournament. <laughs> Over Discord? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Could have a four-player p- tournament. Well, I bet we'd get four people to play. That's probably as many, sure. yeah. Yeah. 
So if you want to join our Pokemon tournament, you can't because it's for friends only. <laughs> well, I mean, hit me up, I guess, yeah. if you want to play Pokemon TCG. I'm not going to complain. Card pop of more people. Yes. Get that Mew. <laughs> get that Mew. That special Mew, not the other Mew you can get. A different one. The one my uncle from Nintendo gave me. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Likewise. And with that, I think we can draw this episode of Soma, Club Flashpoint, to a close. Yeah, rate and review us on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'd be great. But until next time, uh, see you next month. Peace be with you. And happy Halloween, question mark? Watch out for the wow. It is spooky season. (laughs) 